0: There is a lack of understanding about what technology is available because we have just defaulted to gas for so long.
1: Welcome to Climate Check, stories and solutions for fighting climate change. We are part of 350 Brooklyn, an organization that strives to counter the climate crisis through local action. We work towards a world that is just, equitable and sustainable and where all beings can thrive. I'm Eva Dean, she, her, your host of Climate Check. I'm a climate activist and a Brooklyn-based choreographer. On today's episode, we're discussing the All Electric Building Act. Our guest is Emily Gallagher, the representative serving District 50 in the New York State Assembly, which includes the neighborhoods of Greenpoint and parts of Williamsburg. She is an activist, organizer, and nonprofit professional who has focused on fostering relationships of mutual empowerment between local communities and the institutions that serve them. Hi, Emily. Hi. We're gonna be talking about the All Electric Building Act. But before we do that, we wanna hear a bit about your climate story.
0: And can you introduce yourself with your pronouns? Sure. So I'm Emily Gallagher. I use she, her, and hers as my pronouns. And I am a, I guess I'm about a 17 year resident of district 50. Before that I was up in, I went to college in Ithaca, New York, and I grew up in Rochester, New York. So I've been in Places where the climate is changing. (laughs) I mean, everywhere on Earth it's changing, but I've definitely had enough exposure to winters and storms and extreme weather to give me some interest in the matter. And when I was a kid, I was in this play called THE Club Try Helping the Environment. This is like I guess 1996. And it was all about different issues with climate and with pollution and what it was doing to our society and to the earth. And that really was a a big opening for me and my interest. So I I became an environmentalist at, at that young age. I was about 12 at that point. And from then on, it it was really one of my main interests. And one of my attractions to going to school in Ithaca was that it was such an environmentally conscious place. And when I moved to New York City, I was working in art and I was able to uh, get the opportunity to be a artist assistant for Brooke Singer, who is an environmental artist from Brooklyn. And we worked on a project about super funds together. And it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek. It was called Superfund 365, and it was a Superfund (laughs) site-a-day calendar. I was in charge of calling the EPA and researching the different sites, and it was very illuminating to me to learn just how many of these Superfund sites were right in the place I was living, uh, either in Greenpoint itself, in Williamsburg, or... in in Long Island City and Queens and surrounding areas. Let's talk about Bill A-920A,
1: known as the All Electric Building Act. So you're the sponsor and it is in the committee right now. Can you tell us what this bill is?
0: Yes. This bill has been my entire life for the last two years. Thank you. It almost passed last year, right? There was a tension on it, but I don't think it was actually going to pass last year because of all the drama that has happened around the bill. So the concept of the bill is based on what we've already done here in New York City, which is to mandate that new constructed buildings have only electrical operating systems, no more fossil fuel systems based on the size of their building, they'll have different timelines for this to kick in. So six and below the smaller buildings happen first, and then the the larger buildings happen second. And this would say no more gas hookups. This says that your heating system would have to be air pump or geothermal, Uh, no more gas heating or um, water boilers that are connected to gas this is the concept we've already done it in new york city and this is a statewide bill and the reason for this is because the majority of our fossil fuel emissions in new york state are actually from buildings which is pretty surprising because i think we we don't really talk about that very much or we haven't until these bills started getting introduced people usually think of cars when they think of emissions from fossil fuels but because of how much heating and cooling and how um, much cooking with gas that we do in apartment buildings and in houses and just the dangers of that fuel system, uh, it really does pollute our state more than any other source. So this is critical to us reducing our emissions, which we really must do in the next five years. We're pretty much already too late to be making as big of an impact as I wish we had, but we absolutely must do this if we're going to avoid complete climate collapse. So, yeah, so this bill has been very controversial because we have had such a stronghold by the gas and oil industry in New York State around all of these systems, and because it is such a profitable system for those companies.
1: Can you just clarify the size of buildings that the the New York State All Electric Building Act, how it would impact the size of the buildings and the timeline that the buildings need to be in compliance?
0: So the most critical part that is worth repeating is that this is for the development of new construction only. So the All Electric Building Act creates the a rule that the construction of new buildings will prohibit the use of fossil fuel combustion starting in 2024 for buildings that are six stories or below and 2027 for buildings that are above six stories. I have a question about
1: this that I did read about this with limited exceptions, when electrification is not technically feasible. So how do we make sure there's compliance and how do we not allow
0: for these crafty workarounds? One of the reasons why it's in the mode of law that it's in is because there will be different building authorities that are determining if it is feasible or not. And that's the carve-outs are very specific. For example, one of the carve-outs is for uh, facilities that do cremation. So it's like cremation, it's a commercial kitchen, it's very specific kinds of businesses that will be able to have the carve-out. The other piece that also is connected to this is thinking about what level of transmission of electricity there is. Now, we know that upstate, they actually have absolutely enough room in the electrical grid already to enact this bill. It's actually New York City where we're trying to build the grid out more. Yes. So the grid is one of the concerns that people bring up with the bill that actually is not a real problem, but people are worried about it so we're going to have the ability to say this authoritative agency will determine if there's enough room in the electrical grid so these are not going to be up to the developer it's up to government entities i see that are not that are not political they're they're right right
1: they're veterans who know that area of right the new york
0: state people like
1: nyserda
0: Right? Yes. They're,
1: they're really at the core of this. Right. Can you tell our listeners what the acronym NYSERDA stands for?
0: NYSERDA is New York State Energy Research and Development Agency. So they are responsible for monitoring what kind of renewable energy we have, what we have on the electric grid, and also really thinking deeply about these questions of what kind of like fuels we should be using. So they have actually been doing all electric building incentives for years already, and they have had a lot of uh, financial incentives that were available to developers. So those in tandem with the the IRA federal bill that just passed, Mm -hmm. the Inflation Reduction Act, those two together will have many, many incentives for people who are looking to construct buildings to have a much more affordable access to this technology as it's new and then we know from basic economics that as this grows as a program and as these these as we shift away from fossil fuel combustion systems we will have more availability in our state of all of this technology that people will need to make this kind of building work. And so it's going to be getting cheaper very quickly as time goes on. So that is something that is actually an exciting component of this because this is a a really a gateway to a whole new green jobs opportunity where people are going to be learning about heat pumps there's a lot of opportunity to bring heat pump factories to new york state there's opportunities to reuse old infrastructure from fossil fuel infrastructure underground for geothermal loops there's a lot of opportunities here for good labor jobs to be shifted into good green labor jobs so I'm really excited about that component of this. And I know I shifted a little bit away from NYSERDA, but yeah,
1: NYSERDA is also very important in terms of alleviating the fears that New York City's electrical grid is not up to the task of greening our buildings, our apartment buildings. Most of us live in apartment buildings and there is a fear out there. You said earlier that it's not a problem. We have the added assurance that NYSERDA has been doing this for years and that they're gonna make sure it's not a problem and that the infrastructure that needs to be built, they have funding from the IRA and they have other funding that will help subsidize greening our electric grid.
0: Yes. Another bill that I think is is an exciting bill that would work really well in tandem with this is the build public renewables act. Yes. Where we are removing our energy system from the profit motive, which has, you know, really given the wrong incentive to the people who have a lot of power in this industry. Right the profit incentive gets in the way of us making really good choices yes. about um, how we're treating the environment. Yep. So, so the Build Public Renewables Act, which I'm a co-sponsor of and I'm very excited about, is to give the New York Power Authority the right to construct and own their own renewable energy systems. Right now they have to be developed by private energy developers. So that's something that is also a a watered down version of that is in the governor's budget. So there's some potential there for these things to move a little faster. There's also a version of the All Electric Buildings Act in the governor's budget. So I'm very, very lucky to know that Kathy Hochul is on side with this initiative to to green our grid.
1: Earlier, you talked about all this drama around the All Electric Building Act and so there are detractors out there for the folks that are are just like, oh, my gosh, I can't cook without
0: my fossil fuels. Can you just speak to that? You know, through our sleuthing that we started doing last year when we started hearing some of these arguments, We've uncovered that the fossil fuel industry has made what's we call an AstroTurf group, which is a fake grassroots organization that's uh. called Workers for Affordable Energy, which has been dumped into with millions and millions of dollars to stop this so that the fossil fuel companies can maintain their monopoly on our heating and cooking systems.
1: I'm just gonna interrupt you for a minute because this makes me mad. Yes. <laughs> um, so they have the millions of dollars, but we have the millions of people. Exactly. And we vote for our representatives. So this is where we have people power. Thank you for letting me go on that. Say
0: that. Yes. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's it's become, where I'm very grateful to like, wonderful investigative reporters who have really taken this on um like new york focus and the city and even newspapers like the buffalo news had a front page story just this last week about how they have particularly focused on western new york because of the cold temperatures and they're really using the cigarette industry methodology where they are creating a culture war over nothing Right. For example, when it comes to the stove piece, um, they've made up this whole story and really fear mongered people that this is about all buildings, whereas we know that this is just about new construction. So anybody that's currently living in a home that has gas systems in it, that's not going to change until there's another bill that's about retrofitting. And that bill does not exist yet. And that bill will have a lot of different incentives and a lot of different ideas in it that would work for older properties, which is going to be a much bigger lift than the new construction. So they're getting people upset about something that's not even happening. And then they're also ignoring a lot of the things that they've been ignoring since the 1930s, which is that having gas stoves in your apartment is actually dangerous for your health yes you know safety wise gas systems explode and cause fires and they're very dangerous not to mention that new york
1: new york city has some of the highest asthma asthma rates and there is a direct correlation between fossil fuels being burned in your home
0: and asthma yes and you know i was really proud yesterday the american lung association without any kind of provoking from my office wrote a very long statement endorsing the all electric buildings act and talking about how critical it was for us to get away from this level of pollution in our homes this is terrific um, and also groups like we act for social for environmental justice who i love the upper manhattan and Harlem group that is really focused on environmental justice communities that have been underserved by our government in terms of protecting them from the harms of pollution. They have been a long time endorser of this mothers out front. There's so many groups that have been saying like for our own health and safety in our homes, we need to get rid of this. I think another big piece and another problem with the way that New Yorkers for Affordable Energy, the AstroTurf group, has been able to manipulate the press and manipulate people who, who aren't familiar with the bill until they hear about it from them is that there is a lack of understanding about what technology is available because we have just defaulted to gas for so long. Other countries and even other states like Maine and Colorado have been already very invested in switching to electric heating systems. And so when I've talked to people, a lot of times they hear electric heat and they think of baseboard heat, right? And baseboard heat is not that efficient. It's not that warm. And it's very expensive to operate. The kind of heat system that actually exists in modern times for new construction, and also if you want to retrofit your home, is really around heat pumps, which is basically like an air conditioner that both heats and cools. It's very efficient, and it's very, very cheap to run. And they are... They are the norm in places like Montreal and Finland and in other very cold countries that are leaps and bounds ahead of us when it comes to greening um, infrastructure.
1: What would you say to detractors that say, this will just increase the cost of our buildings and in the case of New York City, where most of us are renters, My rent's just going to go up. I'm going to pay for this.
0: Well, as I mentioned before, that would be for a retrofit if you're already living in a building. If you're moving into a new building, it's actually cheaper to construct and it's easier to construct because you don't have to deal with national grid. (laughs) I actually was walking down the street in my neighborhood and I was stopped by a, a man who was walking to work the other direction and he said, I am a developer And I actually switched to all electric building two years ago because I got so pissed off at dealing with national grid um, that it is much easier and cheaper for me to deal with this. And one of the best things about living in an apartment that has all electric heat is that when the heat goes out with a gas boiler, um, the heat goes out in the whole building. If something happens with your heat pump, your heat pump is exclusive to your unit. So that means it's going to be cheaper to repair and it's going to be faster to repair. And it's not going to impact all of your neighbors. So the technology is just going to be night and day. And there was a study done last year that actually showed that these systems pay themselves off in six months. Six months. People have a misconception. Exactly, exactly. Any money that you're putting up front you're going to make back because your electric bill is going to be so cheap and you're not going to be paying for gas.
1: So six
0: months, it pays itself off. And it is much, much cheaper overall in terms of repair, in terms of upgrading, in terms of maintenance, it's just going to be better.
1: It's a very hopeful time with that stated. It's a hopeful time and it needs to happen yesterday and with with great fortitude and hard advocacy work we'll move forward to making it happen now so our listeners if they want to help push these bills through these very important bills through you talked about them joining coalitions Mm -hmm. how can our listeners find out about these bills what's the quickest way they can access this information
0: On my assembly webpage, I have a list of all of my personal sponsored legislation. But if you wanted to get involved in a group or in the fight for these bills to pass, I would recommend getting in touch with New York Communities for Change or Food and Water Watch, who have really been leading the charge alongside a number of other fantastic environmental groups. There's also the Renewable Heat Now package. And there's, there's a coalition of people who are working behind that um, to push that forward. New York Renews, you all um, 350.org. There's so many great grassroots groups that are doing this. And I, I Earth Justice has been an enormous help too. So if you connect with one of those groups, they will be able to plug you right in immediately into this work.
1: Terrific. So all people have to do is Google any one of these organizations. Yes. And so See which one speaks to you best? <laughs> <laughs> so it's in committee and we're gonna be advocating to our representatives to to really pass these bills. It's it's time, it's time now. So when it goes out of committee, then does it go to a vote and then
0: can you let our listeners know the date of that? Usually what ends up on the committee calendar happens very quickly. And there's a lot of like internal discussions about that before it happens. And then once it's through committee, then everyone should, should pay attention because that's when it will be allowed to go to the floor. But there's actually a much faster thing that's happening. So we are putting together our budget proposals right now, this upcoming week, the one house budgets will be revealed from the assembly side and from the Senate side. And then the negotiation begins between the legislature and the governor about what the actual budget will include. And right now I'm feeling fairly confident that we have a real shot of passing the All Electric Buildings Act in the budget. And that's a really exciting opportunity. So that is going to be determined April 1st is when we vote on it. So the next couple of weeks in March are absolutely critical to voice that you want to see this mandate happen for the end of fossil fuels and construction.
1: Yes. So we need to really hit the ground now. So thank you so much for being here. It's been educational and heartwarming, and we really appreciate the work that you're doing because
0: it's only gonna happen with policy change, right? I agree, yes. There's, like we said, there's no incentive when it comes to the kind of monopoly industries that we've created for fossil fuels. So we have to do this ourselves through the government.
1: Yes. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about that we missed today?
0: I think, you know, passing this will be a watershed moment. I would really love people to also advocate for the Build Public Renewables Act. And also, we're going to have to really push all levels of government to be thinking more critically about putting resiliency planning in every single part of our lives. Because right now we view it as a separate compartment, and Mm -hmm. it is not. It is, it is not intersectional with every single thing that we do. And we need to push the government to make that part of every process. We need to be looking at that with transportation, with housing, with safe public safety, with everything. Environment really matters. The climate crisis is real and it is happening and we have to prepare ourselves. Thank you so much. You can learn
1: more about Build Public Renewables Act and the All Electric Buildings Act by going to climatecheck.fm, our website. And how else, Emily?
0: Yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Emily Assembly. And yeah, there's there's been a lot of information coming out about this because it has become such a hot topic. In a way, I almost have to thank the, the lobbyists uh, for the gas and oil industry because- They uh, brought the attention and we were able to prove that it was lies. And now all of this attention that they generated to attempt to stop the bill has actually helped to facilitate a very useful conversation. So there's a lot of opportunities to learn more, but try to look only at trusted, vetted nonprofit news sources if you're if you're trying to get your information from an article so it's not just a press release <laughs> and you can also find
1: information at, on 350brooklyn.org excellent thank you for being here i know you're a you're very welcome. busy
0: busy assembly person thank you for creating this this point of discussion for for our community it's really important. a pleasure a pleasure
1: that's it for this episode of climate check stories and solutions thanks for listening to subscribe, go to climatecheck.fm. Climate Check is a production of 350 Brooklyn in Brooklyn, New York. Stay up to date with our releases by following 350 Brooklyn on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Our production team is Alyssa Kropp, Barbara Schroeder, Bryn Fuller-Becker, that's me, Eva Dean, Peter Kamali, and George Ostro. The music you heard in this episode is from Blue Dot Sessions. 350 Brooklyn is a local affiliate of 350.org, a worldwide grassroots climate organization. Join us in finding solutions to counter climate change.